Hey, we're back. I'm back. We're all back. I'm here this time. Doug Todd here with you. End to end podcast. Mark Paul. Ryan Laramore, along for the ride as well. We missed you so much, Doug. I'm sure you did. This is my favorite mic ever. <laughs> you can only see me. Yes, my, uh, Mark is um, having some mic issues. Um, I'm doing pull-ups on my mic. He is. Well, you've got the arms to do it, my friend. Thanks. You're, uh, you're looking awfully tight in that shirt. <laughs> I think you need to go to the schmedium. So you're making fun of me because I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're back. Uh, I miss, had to miss last uh, last time due to some um, some issues I had to been taken care of at home. They're all good now. Um, so here I am. I have no idea what you guys talked about because I didn't listen. Um, I'm sure it was great though. Yeah, yeah, great. That's what it was. No, I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> Rats. But no, you guys did a great job, and thank you for doing that. I knew it was important to get uh, back going again. So we want to get right to it, as we don't have a whole lot of time uh, due to <laughs> internet constraints. Also, we're, we're the only baseball being, game. We're only being allowed to use a poor, small portion of the internet anymore. <laughs> um, so we want to get right to it. We have a few issues that uh, we want to get into. Um, first one, I guess, comes from Twitter and our friend uh, Eric. Yes. Last name to, ama- to remain hidden. Friny. <laughs> he, he said it, not me. <laughs> I don't um, think it matters. With, with the uh, Red Wings roster crunch coming up, with the reports that uh, Darren Helm has been re- uh, assigned to Grand Rapids on a conditioning stint, which can be no longer than six days and three games, I believe it is. And uh, and he actually sprung one on us. I don't, I don't want to get him in trouble, but I guess Patrick Eves is getting close to returning as well um, from his multitude of injuries. Um, and he's just wondering what we thought would happen to the to the Wings roster-wise. Um if either one of you guys want to jump jump on that, I have my thoughts, but uh, obviously you guys want to jump on it first. Well, I I just wonder, and I just want to uh, push forward my free Nyquist cause, uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. Have you started no. a website yet? Uh, no, but I, I I actually did talk to a uh, a friend of mine about having some T shirts made. Awesome. The hashtag free Nyquist, but I want I I wanted to see how the roster went when everyone got healthy, and I Doug, if you just want to explain, well, it, I think you have. It's you know, not going to be hit it on the head. I'm pretty sure Nyquist isn't going to be in Detroit anytime soon. Agreed. Unless one of the wingers gets seriously hurt, or if they find out Helm is going to be lost for the season. Um, basically, what is going to happen is that when Helm comes off long-term injured reserve, the Red Wings are going to have to do something to get under the salary cap again. They've only got about eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of, cal- of salary cap space that they're saving from guys on long-term injured reserve. Mm-hmm. So when Helm comes off, they're going to be over the cap. They're going to have to send someone out. The obvious choice is Luke Glendening. He will hit the road, go back to Grand Rapids. He's played pretty good, but I mean, no one expected him to be here. I and, was I was pretty stunned when he showed up to begin with. Right? So. Why? It's like you want Nyquist to be here or something. Well, I want Nyquist to be here, and I, you know, I I saw Luke Glendening play in Toledo. And usually, if I see a guy in Toledo, it means he's not going to be in Detroit. <laughs> do you think but here that? He is. Do you think that Nyquist would be willing to play goaltender for a night just to get up? I, you know what? <laughs> I have a feeling he'd be willing to do anything to burn those last two games. Because I, I don't know if you guys realize the situation. He's two games away mm-hmm. from right. the 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 limit where he can't be sent back to Grand Rapids without clearing waivers. So he, I'm sure he's dying. If they asked him to back up, or and and come in and play net <laughs> for a period, I'm sure he'd do it. 
We're short an equipment manager. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think we're going to see Nyquist anytime soon. The bigger question is going to come when Patrick Eves is actually healthy and whether or not he can get into the lineup because that's when the big crunch is going to come. Again, they'll be over the salary cap when he comes back. And the only player that they could really send back would be Lashoff. Now, depending on what they want to do with Brendan Smith, if they want to reinsert him into the lineup, Lashoff would have to go back to Grand Rapids or they're going to have to release a forward. And I said this earlier on Twitter, I wouldn't be surprised if Patrick Eves was waived once he was healthy. I would agree with that. And especially, you know, they just brought back Dan Cleary and they like him a lot more <laughs> a lot more than by uh, they any of us. You mean do. Mike Babcock likes him a lot more. Mike Babcock and likes apparently him a lot three more. guys in the locker room that went to bat for clears. <laughs> <laughs> but that that preseason story that came out about how they're like it's different without him. Cry me a river. Move on. But exactly. we did it anyway. We're still here. Um, and you know, sorry, that was my fault. Yeah, no. But no at problem. some point, at some point, the Wings have to. There has to be a dump of some player somewhere, put onto waivers, trade somebody away for a, a low well, draft pick. Do yeah. something where there's so many players. At the same level, there's just no point in keeping all of them. Exactly, and they already waived Corey Emerton, and he was able to pass through, and he's now in Grand Rapids. They're not going to waive Thomas Tatar because he would get snatched up. Because um, he, he's at a very easy salary to take on, and a team looking for a young, potential second-line winger and would pick him up in a heartbeat. And it's not easy to find a guy who will fit up in that press box. Exactly. There's a tiny seat. So, <laughs> I mean, you're, you'd have to look at bottom-of-the-roster guys like Eves and Samuelson, and Tutu. I don't see Samuelson being waived because of his salary cap hit. He still carries a $3 million cap hit. With Tutu, yeah, you could buy him out, but you're still going to have to pay him. And then that you still carry that cap hit. It's all going to be how well, they structure would, these carry cap, the cap hit. If the, have the Wings bought two players out? Well, you, remember, you're out, outside of the window for... And, and for the, right for the, now, yes, the, I guess, at right. the end of the season. Right, no, they, they have could. to do something in season or right. else right. they're going to be over the cap. And they already, I not only that, roster-wise, they already have enough Patrick games. Right, and once all the forwards are healthy, there's going to be too many so that you have to get them off the roster somehow. Right. So they could wave 2-2 and then eventually sign, you know, assign him to Grand Rapids. But I think the most likely scenario... Because as much as he didn't play in the playoffs last year, I still think Mike Babcock has a small thing for Jordan Tutu and likes that he has that element that when needed, he can insert that element to kind of stir things up a little bit. They seem to have moved on with Patrick Eves. They don't need him for penalty killing anymore. The penalty killing has been pretty good. He doesn't have a spot on the fourth line anymore. That line has been really good. I just don't see where Eves fits anymore. And I think that Eves is a guy that you could pretty you could pencil in twenty different teams across the league exactly. on a third or fourth line. Although he does his salary cap is his hit is over a million a year, is it not? It's uh yeah, one point two. One, one, so it's a guy two. like Drew Miller. But, but they signed him to a two year deal. But if you think Three about it, deal. especially as you know, maybe some some lesser team might be willing to to pull in a guy like Eves, but at the same time, why why go pick up Patrick Eves when you can Play a young guy who's probably you're at least going to be able to develop him. Patrick Eves isn't going to become better at this point. Not only bringing a guy like Patrick Eves and not give that roster spot to a younger player, but a guy like Patrick Eves who is has for the last three years has not been healthy, right? And he's not going to give you 
the 20, 20, 25 goals that I think he had one time when he was in Ottawa. Right. And by the way, he's just not that you're player. talking 10. I believe Darren Helm is coming back to the ice when he's out there skating. Yeah, it'll I, be interesting he, to see how the games in Grand Rapids go, if he can actually make it through. Um, without tweaking. That, that Those mystery back injuries are just, those have to be awful as an athlete. I, I know they're frustrating as a fan watching because you're like, what could possibly be so wrong with his back for that long? This but. would so be the perfect time if we had like a chiropractor that sponsored <laughs> us. Just like, yeah, and just imagine if your back was hurting. <laughs> well, you know, if there's any chiropractors and, out there. Well, and, and speaking of bad backs, I don't think Todd Bertuzzi is a candidate to be let go or waived. Mike Babcock likes no. him. He likes well, the element that he brings, and he's on playing the on the top line, line now. <laughs> so uh, for people out there who think ah, Bertuzzi's useless. He does have a role on the team, however small it is, and Babcock likes guys like that. Well, and I think it pretty clearly just got bigger. I, it, it, he was on a power play lately, right. the last couple of games. So, yeah, I, and I was a guy who thought maybe Todd Bertuzzi was at the end of his rope, but if he's healthy and he he still has you know the hands of, he's right, got decent I know, hands. I, I mean, at yeah. the same time though, the Red Wings haven't ever sent somebody down to the minors that is, that's a veteran player. I can't think of a time. Where a guy well, with a guy with at least with like Bertuzzi with his standing, yeah. the respect level, the Red Wings seem to have a little bit more respect for veteran player. Like, well, they did it with McCarty. Yeah, let's and, not go comparing. No, 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 I'm not. A little different. And it was McCarty, right. co- like kind of the re-signing his comeback. Yeah, yeah, and, and for some reason Corey Emerton is still viewed as like a, a young. I mean, he's a younger guy. But he's he's a veteran of the Red Wing system, so I mean he's right. been shuffled back and forth. But but I'm I'm talking guys guys that have no, NHL guy, experience. Yeah, guys that have ten plus it's years experience. Potentially not gonna... the same reason why they won't send Samuelson down, why they right. won't send Tutu down. I, I think that if you think about it as a free agent, I, I know that guys aren't necessarily saying I'm not going to New York, but and especially with the new CBA rules. But I mean, New York's buried Redden in the minors and. Which you can't do anymore. You can't. You, well, you still can bury a guy in the minors. You well, just you, only you get nine hundred thousand dollars in their cap hit. They still get paid, just like Redden was getting paid. But I, I don't know. I I would think twice Which, before going to a team that was willing to, right, to and, bury and a guy who's getting paid a lot. If they were to bury Eves, that nine hundred thousand helps. Yes, because that would be just enough, I believe, to get them under the salary. And cap. I, I don't think that anybody would would take Eves off of waivers. I wouldn't I really be surprised don't. if somebody did. Uh, you know, somebody looking for a penalty, kill, decent penalty killer. He's, that, he's such a well-rounded, you know, you can just plug him in any, almost anywhere. Yeah, I feel anywhere. like there's, there's like well-rounded guys that you can get for almost half the price. Yeah, I'm sure there are, but you never know. I mean, who knows? Would Tampa take a take a flyer on him? Iserman seems to like to clean up Kenny Holland's leftovers <laughs> yeah, anyways. Right. So, I mean, it's, it, there's a couple of different options for the wings there, but the bottom line is they're going to be, they're going to have too many healthy players and they're going to have to move it out move some of somebody out somehow. Um, so, all right, uh, we'll go ahead. Best and worst so far. Best team as far as uh, excitement level and the way they've been playing, the San Jose Sharks. And I know you mentioned it. There's, there's, <laughs> it's hard to not pick them, but I'm, I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to be biased. I'm going to say that <laughs> the Leafs have, they're six and one. They probably should be one and six the way they've been playing. Bernier's been great. Bernier's been great. Reimer was amazing last night. The Leafs had 14 shots on goal, one of which was into an empty net. So 13 shots on a goaltender. He allowed three. And they can not get 30 shots in a game, get out shot like crazy, 
but they score almost every time they shoot the puck. It's ridiculous. Some would say it's lucky, but the way that the, but the way that they play, I would it's say not it's lucky. lucky. They like the goals that they get. They wait until they set things up. They're, I mean, they have some snipers that they wait to shoot until mm-hmm. they're in the perfect spot. They have the best shooting percentage over the last two years, and I mean, it's it's worked for them to yeah. to hold out and not shoot as much. Yeah, no, the Leafs have been really good. No, your worst. Oh, my worst. Uh, there is no one worse than the Buffalo Sabres, even though they won last <laughs> night. Even And even though New Jersey is yet to win, the Sabres, not only do they look bad, but they're about to blow up. Like Everybody knows it. Vanek's gone. Ryan Miller's gone. Mm-hmm. So not only are they bad, but their best players are about to leave. Yep. Including and, including co captain. Yeah, and, and the, whole, the, whole, the whole co captain thing. Both, I don't think, no, Steve Ott, I don't think he's going anywhere. No, I think he's Ott's still under contract, but uh, not Coletta. Uh, Vanek is going to be. And the whole co captain thing, that just speaks to a team that has absolutely zero leadership. It's like, ah, we can't give the captaincy to one guy, so we're going to split it. So you guys aren't really great leaders. You're okay, man. Well, and as yeah. Mark spoke to in the in the last podcast, it might have been something that where they were saying, you know, we want to make Vanek feel like he's part of something and part of a leader. Oh, well, I got to cuddle. Let's, let's cuddle be honest, Thomas Steve, Vanek. Steve Ott's the the leader in that dressing room. If anybody, yeah, I mean, Steve, I'm, I'm sure you're well, Ryan Miller. But he can't be a captain. Ryan like Miller is as soon when they are losing. Ryan Miller is a child. Yeah. Well, speaking he cannot handle. Speaking losing of at children, all. what has happened to Tyler Myers? He's <laughs> awful. A ginormous. He's child. big. Yeah, he's a he's a big baby. Well, he he's a giant telephone pole. Is what he is. Yeah, he can't skate. He can't do anything. He can't hit. He's awful. And his first and he's season. still good in NHL fourteen. What's up with that? <laughs> his first season, he looked like he was gonna be yeah. you know the next Dano Chara, and now he looks like he's gonna be. Uwe Krupp. Does he, does he like Gross. dog sledding? Uwe, Uwe Krupp scored a Stanley <laughs> Cup winning goal. With, like, <laughs> All right, Ryan, your best and worst? Um, San Jose is really hard to argue with, but I Colorado is 6-0 right now, and who anticipated what they have done so far? Their defense has been incredible. Uh, they've given up, They've given up just six goals the, the entire season thus far. I mean, it's six games in. Uh, they've scored 21, and Patrick Waugh, I, I, we've seen him coach at the junior level, and he's insane there, and and I kind of spoke to it last week again. Um, it's a younger team there, and the, maybe his coaching style is just perfect for them, but I, Colorado. Um, yeah, he seems to lit a fire. I would say if somewhere. they're not the mm-hmm. best team, they're exceeding the most expectations. Uh, absolutely. Um, and for me, the worst team is – is the Rangers. Um, now, they, no, this they might fi- be the they expectation fi- they fixed it. thing. No, they fixed it. They they waived their backup goalie. They, that, you know, when They're things go... was such a problem in the locker room. When things go haywire, you just wave your backup goalie, and if that doesn't fix it, nothing will. Uh, you know, so much talent in New York, and it's it's going nowhere. And hey, Maybe you know, it proves it wasn't really John Tortorella's fault I was going to say, somewhere all. John Tortorella is... Even though I can't stand Well, somewhere guy. in... Vancouver, <laughs> John Tortorella is laughing and cussing, and and giving also, dirty looks to the media. Yeah, except so, for except for Vancouver's players, just laugh at him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the best part. They, they look at him and say, "Hey, John, that that stuff doesn't fly up here." All right, my best and worst. Um, my best is I'm I'm going to go a little bit farther down the standings. 
and I'm going to give a little bit of props to a guy that I still don't like, um, Yuri Hoodler and the Calgary Flames. Yikes. The, no regulation you, losses yet for the Calgary Flames. You're telling me that you legitimately think they're one of the best teams No, I no, but okay. right now, they're playing the best right now even though they're one of the best. Even though they've blown leads. Yes. But they still managed to get wins. They've managed with, to with get that, leads, I guess. With but. that goaltending situation and that roster, the the fact that they don't have a regulation loss le- yet is magic. Yeah, when Joey McDonald, a third stringer, and <laughs> Kerry Ramo as the exactly. as who actually has struggled, and they've used Joey McDonald more, along with a de- uh, a forward line of Stajan, Stempniak, and uh, and Hoodler. Is Hoodler playing? No, uh, I think so. Uh, Glenn Cross. Glenn Cross okay, playing yeah. on the top line. Yeah, but Hoodler's, Hoodler's racking line. up the points up there. He is. Good for him. Not really. There's also been a bunch of articles about, you know, sending Sean Monahan down anyway. That's nuts. But he's, yeah, he's been stellar he, I, for them. In, in my opinion, oh. her, her, Thomas Hurdle's been amazing. He had that incredible four-goal game right. that was just dirty. But Sean Monahan has has played better than Thomas Hurdle mm-hmm. if you've Agreed. actually watched Very those quiet games. And under the radar, he's scored in like he, it hasn't been a, a massive massive game. It's been a goal here, a goal here, a goal and, here, a and goal you know here. what? And big goals, which is really what you big want. Big goals and give, close games. Give some credit to Bob Artley. He was an NHL outcast for a couple of years. He was coaching overseas. Didn't think he'd ever get back in the league. Gets the job with the Flames, and so far he's he's been all right. And he seems to he seems to be a little bit. More mellow than when he was with the Avalanche. He's the only guy to ever get Atlanta to the playoffs. That's true. Yeah, think about that. Something to be said for that, certainly. Yeah, they so were a pretty and, good for worst. <laughs> My worst is I'm going to stay in Alberta. The Edmonton <laughs> Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers are atrocious to watch, and the whole benching of Yakupov thing. Look, I don't care if he's out partying. I don't care if he's not playing defense. You drafted this kid at the top of the draft to be your next superstar goal scorer, and you, Dallas Eakins is benching him. Well, and he was their leading goal scorer last year. Yeah, and he's benching him. You know what? Is four or five games into the season, and he sits a healthy scratch in two straight. And, and and the reason the reason was that he wasn't playing defense. Right. Yet in defense of that, neither Nuge, Nuge and Hopkins, Taylor, Taylor Hall. Hall Justin Schultz. Or most of their actual defensemen for that matter. Yeah, and, and look, I know there's not a whole lot they can do with the goaltending situation, but they've got to get help in net because those two goalies, you know, Dubnik, Dubnik and, and whoever Trocious. the other guy is. Yeah, I can't remember his name offhand. But Dubnik is it's just like an 850 save. Percent. He's been awful. But, you know. Yeah, he definitely he, he has no confidence at all. Yeah, and David Perron has looked lost in, you can in tell Edmonton that so the far. The game against the Leafs on Saturday where he, there was a wraparound goal that tied it. Mm-hmm. And on that goal, it was like he was looking the complete other way, had no idea <laughs> the puck went in the net. And it was in that moment I said, this guy's done. Well, it was the shallower net's fault. <laughs> this That's guy, what it was. And they've given, up, they've given up more goals than any team has scored thus far. Yeah, they've, they have. I don't know if you guys have watched much of them, but I actually watch a lot of the Oilers because I thought they were going to be good. I thought they were going to be fun to watch. That, that was, they're abysmal. They're going to be fun to watch. That was yeah, their that was our thing. This is their year. The year this is their year. <laughs> and uh, now they're not. And they're, they're just garbage. Anyway, so there you have our best and worst. Um, we mentioned the Buffalo Sabres a minute ago. Mark did. Um, we got to get to the Patrick Coletta suspension for the hit on Jack Johnson. And we also want to talk a little bit about the Max LaPierre hit on Dan Boyle last night. 
Um, I the last update I saw on Boyle was that he had he was awake and had movement in all of his extremities, but I hadn't heard anything else today. Yeah, By much. the way, if you want to see those hits, you can head to endendhockey.com, and I uh, I posted the videos there. Hey, good job, buddy. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the Boyle hit or with him being unconscious. I know they said that he was okay. That, yeah. That's kind of what they were saying. Like, hey, right. he's okay. He was, he, I guess, was unconscious for a considerable, a considerable amount of time. Like, it wasn't. Were you watching the game? Oh, he was knocked out. I turned to the game after okay. I saw, like, Dan Boyle's on the ice. Just, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I actually, I was watching the game when it happened. And then I was flipping back and forth between that and the Wings game. And he was, he was out for a long time. I mean, a couple, two, three minutes. That's a long time that's to long, be unconscious. Yeah. I mean, and I, and that's how long you were watching it. But watching it live too, they had the scrum and everything afterwards. Yeah. So like you're not even thinking about it. So well, you, a little bit in the background, but like then everything calms down and he's still in still the corner out, yeah. and yeah. still out. And for those of you that don't know, Patrick Coletta the other night hit Jack Johnson with the shoulders square in the side of the head. It was kind of a glancing blow, but. It's Coletta. He's been suspended before. He's a repeat offender. He got 10 games from the NHL, which I have no problem with because the um, the NHL is trying to regulate these hits completely out of the game. And we got word today that Max LaPierre has an in-person uh, hearing with the player safety board, and that means he will be suspended for at least five games. I think it's going to be around eight games even though he's not technically a repeat offender under the CBA, he was suspended a few years ago. I think because it was a direct hit from behind him, because of the severity of the injury to Dan Boyle, I think LaPierre is going to get eight games. Does the uh, the Coletta 10-game suspension have, have any effect on this? Because, you know, you just suspended a guy for 10. I know that they... I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think it does. Because Coletta was a the repeat offender. I think That's automatically. Huge. It's it at least what have we seen? It adds three to four games. And not only that, but offender. but Coletta also got hit for targeting because it wasn't one of those these these hits where a guy turns into the boards kind of like Boyle did and he gets run from behind. It's one of these hits where Coletta came across the ice, targeted Johnson's head with his shoulder, and Jack was lucky that he wasn't knocked out. He was a little dazed. He didn't go down. I believe he finished the game. Yeah, and but, I'm, like. Live, the hit didn't really look like too much of anything, but it, it was definitely square in the, in and the head. And that's that's the other thing is that yeah, Coletta Coletta might have got fifteen if Johnson had gone down yep. and had been injured because we've seen in the past that if there's Injuries an injury, matter. it it does matter and it does add game. So you know, I don't know, and I don't know how exactly they determine like okay, well, well this guy's going to be out for a week, so a week equals no, I, extra I, two games or what? But I guarantee the reason that Lapierre's hearing isn't until Friday is because the league wants an update on Dan. Boyle. They want to see how he's doing. Yeah. They want to see if he's got a severe concussion or a broken jaw because he hit his jaw right on the dasher. Which, which does does San Jose play between now and Friday? They, I would have they to check this out. They must not. No, is I think it, they do. So um, then, is he eligible to play in that game? Is Boyle? Or no, sorry, not San Jose. St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, no, I believe he has to sit out until the hearing. Okay. Which we um, all know I would have to double check that. He's going to get five anyways. Because I know Coletta missed two games before his suspension was actually handed down. Okay. Which, by the way, he's appealing. Which, yeah, yeah, well, sure, whatever. Good luck with that. Good, yeah, exactly. Good luck with that. <laughs> Asking Dom Sue about appeals. Well, I was going to say, Maybe and if there's anything the NHL is grand. going to be consistent <laughs> on, it's... 
the repeat offender. Exactly. Which, like you guys said, I I think that's perfect. It's it's going to be how you curtail the guys who are, you know, just crossing the line too often. Yep. All right, we do have another Twitter issue that we want to get to real fast. Um, the issue of the Red Wings defense, um, and what exactly if we have any concerns about it? Uh, yeah, and it, for me, it would be Brendan Smith and Kyle Quincy uh, together as a pair. I now Brendan Smith hasn't played the last couple of games, right? Healthy um, scratch, but I, I think he's still pegged as the guy they want. Yeah, I think a little bit of the shine has come off Brendan Smith the last couple of years, just because he he still struggles with turnovers, and at times he looks absolutely lost out there. He gets his feet tangled up. He, he goes, you know, he loses, gets pushed off the puck easy. I think the Red Wings are, are I don't want to say they're approaching Jakob Kindle territory with Smith because he he's he's still a young guy and he's really only his second full year in the league, but. There's gonna there's gonna come a point with Brendan Smith where the Wings are gonna have him. He's gonna have to have a Jakob Kindle moment where Kindle took it to heart and Kindle has been really good since the second half of last season. You haven't said anything bad about him. Yeah, he's he's you been haven't. he's been really good. He earned that contract extension. Brendan Smith is really good. I mean, he signed this this was a one year deal uh, with the uh, arbitration this summer. Um, so he's got this year to prove himself, and you know. Two year deal. Two year deal. Okay, so he's got this year and next, but you know he's not going. He's not doing himself any favors with the way he turns the puck over I mean, and not being is, able to stay in the lineup. Is the problem that the wings are so overloaded at forward that defense? There's not really any. There's no room to bring another guy in. There at the same time, there's no one else to bring in. Right. There, there's not really many options out there, and teams aren't trading away their solid stay at home defenseman kind of players who. I, right, but if there's anything the wings could use, it might be a stay-at-home guy. Yeah, and and the the problem is that you know you bring up basically your eighth defenseman to replace your quote fifth defenseman, and is what happened. They brought up right. Lashoff to replace Smith, and now Smith's been a healthy scratch. Who, at Lashoff last year was a little bit of the apple of the eye. I mean, he got a contract extension. He did, and last and then year. as soon as he got that contract extension, his play really. T- took a turn for the worse and he and for a while there like he was a tough guy to play against he was physical and i haven't seen second half of the year he was not nearly as good as he was early and that's saying a lot because it's a shortened season yeah yeah, it's not like you have the excuse oh i just played 41 games maybe maybe 20 maybe he learned a lot you know with that calder cup run last year with the griffins and and maybe it's something clicked with him and he'll be able to to do it for longer now but i still expect smith to be back in the lineup uh, with the Wings next game, which I believe is tomorrow night. Yes. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Smith is back in and Lashoff is ushered out. Um, but we'll see. Uh, overall, I don't really have that big of a concern about the Wings defense right now. I like the Kaiser. He's coming along. He's he's progressing well. He's a really good skater. He's a lot better passer than I gave him credit for at the beginning. Kyle Quincy is Kyle Quincy. He's going to have his moments. And then Cronwall and Erickson. Erickson has arguably been the Wings' best defenseman for the last 70 games. And don't tell people that because people love to hate on Jonathan Erickson. Erickson has turned and, into a legit I, I top mean, two he defenseman. He has those he, moments, and they pay him that way, by you, the way. You don't have to look further than their game against Boston to see uh, they matched up pretty well with a team that, that can throw their body around and like and has bigger defensemen. And their defensemen matched up with their big, like the the Bruins. They'll still have forwards. a moment or two, but sure. it's, 
Well, but and, I'll and deal what with team, that. At this point, at this era, what team doesn't have holes? There's no team exactly. that doesn't have holes. Chicago has some holes. There's te- Every team is going to have their weakness, and it's just a matter of understanding how to mask that weakness. Jonathan Erickson seems to have finally realized that he has the size to be a, a push, a strong push along defenseman. And by push along, I mean he can grind you into the boards when he really wants to. He can lean on guys. And I think he's finally realized that. He's never going to be an overly physical open ice hitter like Cronwall or a masher or anything like that, but he can grind guys into the boards get the puck out and make that first pass and he's got a decent shot for, from the point and that's I don't think you can ask for anything more from a guy his age on a top 2 pair. Yeah, I think of I think of Jonathan Erickson like I think of Carl Gunnarsson on the Leafs, just like a solid steady mm-hmm. guy, can use his body, has a decent shot, kind of does everything well. Yeah, exactly. He's not great at anything, but you can put him with a guy who's real good and he's going to support him. I would say a very good pair with uh, Nicholas Cronwall as well. Yep, I, I totally agree. Um, uh, I think that's all we got for now, right, fellas? Yep. You want to bring the music up there, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll usher this one out, and uh, we'll be doing these a lot more frequently as uh, all of us seem to have gotten our schedules in order, uh, especially me. Um, so we'll, we'll hope to talk to you again in the future. See ya.